going on, guys? Welcome to the Essential Scares Podcast, the only show that dares to ask the question, is it essential? I am your host, Corbin, and with me, as always, is Bobby. Mulady. And Alan. Howdy. He did it. He fucking did it. <laughs> the absolute mad lad. Searched online for 20 minutes and settled on howdy. Hey, man, you can't beat a classic. I I love that in that moment, you became the statistic you were afraid of. I know, right? You hate to see it. Oh, man. Well, we have got quite a show coming for you today. We are going to be kicking off our month of hillbilly horror with one of the first and one of the greatest, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But before we get into it, Bobby has a spoiler warning. I do. This will serve as your first one and only spoiler warning for the hit film, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. If you do not want this seminal film ruined for you, skip to the time code in the description for our essential spoiler-free discussion. <clears throat> you know, this movie gets a lot of hype for being essentially a Resident Evil 7 ripoff, Corbin. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> think of the similarities. There, uh, right? Yeah. There's so there many. Honestly, huh. honestly too, too many to ignore. Too yeah. many to ignore. I wrote that whole thing on our Resident Evil 7 episode, and they just ripped that off completely in the beginning of, of this movie. It's crazy. It, it's kind of Wild. strange to think that somebody, a time traveler, yeah. would have listened to our episode yeah. of Resident Evil 7, yeah. went back in time to make Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre with that same content, yeah. and just to influence this moment. Yeah. yeah, Toby Hooper, you'll be hearing from our lawyers. Oh, absolutely. It makes you wonder. Yeah. It makes you wonder. Yeah um hey you know what though what's that alan what's this movie about <gasps> all right so we have our our cast of of kids our characters they're all just road tripping around in texas having a grand old time and uh they decide to pick up a hitchhiker that's not the correct decision to make post manson uh, world post manson world i yep and they they go on their merry way, have encounters with this hitchhiker, uh, eventually kick him out to only go where they were trying to go to one of the kids' uh, properties to run. What encounters? I don't want to spoil it here. This we're is gonna, we're past this is the spoiler cast. No, but I'm just trying to give a brief, quick synopsis of what happens, <laughs> and we'll we'll I... get into the the depth of it later. <laughs> All right. So they go to a house where they explore and find oh people God. they wish they never had. Now we can go into whatever we want to. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> Nothing. It's like, it's, I, I already did the spoiler warning. Yes, dude. I understand that. But I don't want to just be like, okay, so here's exactly how somebody dies. Like, no, just the yeah, but you know, synopsis. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, like, uh, imagine if we're watching Scream and I'm like, and Stu's the killer. Like, <laughs> no, we don't need to do that. Yeah, we do. Anyway, uh, yeah, this movie's fucking, this movie owns goddamn bones. Literally. Uh, yes. It's so fucking good. It's so fucking good. Everything about this movie is just like, oh, 
It's just like it's just chef kiss after chef kiss in the suit. The cinematography. I'm so glad you said that. It's something we don't talk about a lot in in movies. We typically talk about like one or two shots, but this this movie is filled filled with iconic cinematography, man. Mm-hmm. I well, mean, I think that's a huge part of why this movie has remained like <coughs> in the public consciousness. I mean, despite all those other things, but I mean, how many times have you seen iconic, you know, gifs, screenshots, yeah. clips from this? And there's so many, right? I think the typical horror movie probably has one or two shots that are uh, emblematic of the film at large. And this movie is just, it's just full of them. I mean, it starts out with one of them. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy, honestly. Uh, I think that that documentary style, that high level of cinematography is, it's awesome yeah. to see. It's the yeah. fourth thing I had written down in my notes was this movie is shot <laughs> beautifully it's a beautiful movie it's great yeah it absolutely is. like for, for how ugly it is like it's so beautiful i said for how ugly it is it's just so beautiful that's Fine. basically the same thing yeah. i was gonna say like it's it's kind of like this the color palette is is it's almost like in the like the mid 2010s we had the piss filter in video games you know what i mean like that kind of like yellowy filter that was just across every game for a while there it kind of has a similar feel in that but pretty in a weird way, and I think that that comes down to just physically how the movie was shot. Um, I mean, even that just that intro sequence. Th- this is probably the scariest movie we've watched so far for the show. Like genuinely, this movie to me at least had actual horror and fear. And I don't really think anything else really got me there like this movie did comparatively. Like this movie kind of bothered me in a very particular way because. You've got these people. I mean, you got to think of when this movie is is happening. It's the 1974 this movie releases. We can't, like, can you guys even conceptualize the idea of picking up a hitchhiker? Because I can't. Like, that's not something I would ever remotely think to do. But that's, that was, that was a thing at the time. So, like, it's very... Post-Manson World was less of a thing. Sure. But it's, it it's very <laughs> much so a product of its time in a way that... It's it. This movie's really great just to actually see like what 1974 could have been like in Texas, sure. and I think that's special because I don't know that we necessarily get those like good shots of like a good snapshots of the their own time periods. Like the typical slasher we watch, effectively could be at any time period. It doesn't overly matter. I mean, it does to some degree, but I don't think as much as this. Like, you don't—I don't think you can tell this story the same way without it being in that like earlier time frame and it working in the same way. Oh man, that Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022—you're really, you're really talking negatively about it, even though we're going to review it that a couple. We'll weeks. see just it jump, soon. Just yeah. jumping right into it yeah. three weeks early. Yeah. <laughs> but no, um, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know that I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I think that I think that the time period helps for sure. Mm. And I think that, you know, picking up the hitchhiker that turned out to be not so good of an idea, that was a trope at the time, right? And um, you you see it in a lot of movies or TV in that era. And I agree that, you know, you probably wouldn't make a movie today where you pick up a hitchhiker sure. and something goes wrong, you know? But I, I don't think that the rest of the movie you know, requires that hitchhiker. I think that a, a movie of the, this style of this caliber can be made today with the rest of the, it being pretty much the same. 
and you would just replace that opening sequence with something else that not the opening sequence but the hitchhiker sequence with something else that kind of like represented the same thing i think that that's very possible i just think it ties it to that specific moment in time in a way that's unique comparatively you know what i mean like I, that's that's kind of how I looked at it with, while watching this movie. I think it kind of ties it to that '70s era in a way that I don't necessarily, from my experience, I haven't seen as as well as, as done as well in other films. Well, it was know, a big positive for me. Yeah. Oh, I, I I agree. Right. Like this movie, it it like I'm gonna do the whole thing that everybody does on the whole like. Uh, everybody thinks this movie is a big gore fest, but then you realize it's a slow burn with virtually no gore, and it's this is it's just this very slow burn, methodical, anxiety driven movie. Uh, shit that everybody does when we talk about these, but yeah. like, but like, we just get it out of the way now. Yeah, but like, <laughs> but th- this movie is it's like true, it, the, it start is so slow, and every character is like. Not exactly fleshed out, but like giving you enough to know that these people are like they feel like people. They're more than just like flesh bags. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like it's just like God, dang it! Like you know, what I mean? like and seeing what happens to them is just like and like if this is your first time watching this, it, like yeah, which it was Alan's yeah, first it time was. watching it. Yeah. yeah. You have no idea. You 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 know Leatherface is going to show up, and you know people are going to get Texas chainsawed, but you legitimately have no idea what's going to happen to these people, and you're all mm-hmm. and like you're taken by surprise at like the subtle brutality of it. Oh, for sure. I mean, even like the amount of people that actually get chainsawed is a number much lower than anybody would guess who hasn't seen this movie. Mm-hmm. Much lower. The, I think the right <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think one of the brilliant parts of this too is when it does introduce violence and i'm not i mean you've got the bit of violence with the hitchhiker that's not what i mean exactly i mean when, when you see leatherface like no i mean you're obviously yeah the first kill is what you're talking yeah. what i think is beautiful about that we talked about this last week as well the suddenness of it i think is just brilliant you know, he opens the door, cracks a dude in the head. He starts twitching a bunch, cracks him again to make sure he's dead. It's it's so final. It's so quick. There's no fanfare. Dude is dead. Leatherface is imposing immediately. Like it sets, it sets the level of this is the kind of person you're dealing with, and in a way that it's interesting to do it without it being hyper gory in a movie that you would think is going to be a gore fest because it's the Texas chainsaw massacre. So that did surprise me though. The first kill being a hammer to the skull, but I didn't hate that in any way. Like it, it worked for me because it totally subverted my expectations in a, in a really good way. This move. And, and I think again, like it's indicative of the lack of, any real substantial gore mm-hmm. like every yeah, I mean, the only like gore shot is when uh the hitchhiker gets run over at the end yeah everything is imp- almost everything is implied yeah like the only bit i think i would have wanted more actual gore the only one that kind of sticks out to me the only one that i think 
that I don't think would take away anything is when he puts her up on the hook. Because there's mm. not even, like, a sound effect. She's just... See, that's what there. I was going to say. I, I do think that maybe a little bit a little bit of sound could help, and only because I think that one of this movie's strong, strong, strong suits that gets lost in the shuffle of so many other brilliant things is the sound design. Oh, I don't think the it's sound gets lost. design for this movie make makes it you know what i yeah. mean i think that i just mean like i don't think people bring it up as much when you're talking about like iconic shots and like <sighs> when you br- think of the sound you think of maybe like the chainsaw or like the camera that's but... that's the sound you think of is the is a can yeah right but there's so much more to that and i think that a lot of the reason why the gore works by not being there is because the sound is so prevalent that the sound and the visuals being like macabre and horrifying without really showing you anything your brain is able to fill in like every blank you could need it to fill in where and you see this in like in reviews even going all the way back to when it first came out and especially like the original rating um it fills it in more than having it on screen could have done yeah i think yeah no i agree i i'll I'll, i'm even going to defend that the scene with the hook in saying that it didn't need any sound at all Mm. the silent the silence of it like the silent scream and her just being like like so unable to even like get anything out is so terrifying like and it it like it fills in that gap for you you know what happened they show you the hook they show you her they show her go on it like you know what happened and like her expression it's just it's a really well acted out like not death but like Mm-hmm. like it's like jesus like yeah and her just like horror as her as her as her dead boyfriend's getting carved <laughs> up like all of that which again you don't, you don't see any you of need, that but like you but you, you need know, you none know of it exactly yeah you exactly. because like that's like they show you exactly what's happening and again like i to your i i agree with you it's like it's just how expertly shot this movie is that it shows you nothing but implies everything and goes go ahead you fill in the gaps we know you're going to you fucking sicko and i say yeah yeah yeah, i am yeah i think that's exemplified the most in franklin's death because that first off that jump scare straight up got me when they're like i think i heard something and then suddenly leatherface is there I oh yeah. I, so Can I you point the light chair. at something important for a second? <laughs> <laughs> but like, you don't see a damn thing. But you hear him scream. You hear the chainsaw. It's it. You don't necessarily like. I agree with you, and I ju- I just think like that that scene just really exemplifies that to yeah. a T. Of oh yeah. Like, have to yeah. fill it all in up top. Well, we, like I mean, Fran- and, and like Franklin is one of those characters. He's the character that you want to see get it the most. But by the time you see him get it, you're like, oh, Franklin, no, like, you, like, like yeah. you're sympathetic didn't need to, to ever- go out like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, like all That's of kind them. of the beauty of like Franklin's character, though. Right? Yeah. I mean, he's like you hate Franklin, but you also feel bad for Franklin, and yeah. he's like the comedy relief, but he's also like an the asshole, only sane person. He's just so annoying sometimes, yeah. and yeah. And all of those things culminate with his death that is, like, maybe a little over the top compared to how we actually felt about yeah. him. Like, I, I, I like that it, in that moment, it sort of forces you to think about how you actually felt about that character and go, like, well, maybe he didn't deserve to go yeah. out quite like that. Like, <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. 
Well, it's like it's like it's even the same thing with like Jerry, who is like yeah, so such a like like Jerry goes out in such a weird way, but the, but like so like Jerry comes looking for the couple, um, mm-hmm. finds what's her face, what is her name, uh, the the girl in the freezer. Yeah. Gets jump scared like we all do with, with her popping out of the freezer, and then Leatherface goes, "Hey yo, what's up?" And Jerry like has one like an honestly blood curdling like, "Oh God!" But but like that's the first scene where you get some sort of weird sympathy for Leatherface too, because all of a sudden Leatherface is all like just like completely panicked, like where are all these people coming from? What is happening? Like. You get this weird idea of like I don't under, like why do people keep getting coming into my house? I don't get what's happening here. Yeah, like, and you get some idea that like Leatherface is clearly not all there. Mm-hmm. For sure, I mean I think that's that's a big part of why Leatherface works as a villain, and I think that's part of why some of the sequels and prequels don't work as well because they really over-explain Leatherface, and it's like the dude is just a neurodivergent cannibal with a serious like parental issue yes (laughs) and he this is just how he ended up you know like he is one of those villains that like he's not really even thinking a lot of these things through like it's very reactionary like you know he's just defending his house like yeah and that's what i think it makes him scarier that way because he it makes him seem more like uh just like a force of nature almost like something that is just happening he, and I, I want to go a different direction. He's a force of nurture because he's been nurtured into a certain Fair. belief, yeah. <laughs> right? He's not like, he's not, he's, he's not, he's almost weirdly the, the sanest of the entire Sawyer family. Yeah. Because I see that for sure. Like, because he's just like, like you said, he's just, he's just a, a dude who is neurodivergent, clearly has some sort of something and has been taught this is how you live in the world <laughs> this is life yeah yeah <laughs> so he just is living it yeah. to the best of his abilities yeah. and but yeah. like if that's all you know and you and you haven't been taught to question that right and you're just this giant hulking monster right like yeah it makes a lot of sense yeah uh compared to you know say his brothers right the rest of the yeah. Sawyer family and grandpa sure. too like there is a certain like don't like grandpa like they they all they all work in the world they're not like stuck at home because like as we find yeah. out that leatherface is the one who is like they keep him in home at home it's almost like mm-hmm. exclusively so he has no real outside contact yeah. Yeah. well and his his brother is supposed to watch over him their dad kind of explicitly like screams at him for that like you were supposed they're, to watch your brother listen listen we understand the canon of these movies i'm not going to pretend that 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 drayton is not drayton sawyer i've used this sawyer name that's not even <laughs> in this movie so drayton is the oldest brother he is not the dad oh that was supposed to be a brother not a dad yes really yeah. There's just like huge age gaps. That's why Grandpa's like so old. <laughs> huh. yeah. yeah, I definitely thought he was the dad. Hundred percent. Well, it, it gets explained in the sequels. It doesn't actually. They don't actually say anything. It could be the dad in this one. Like you know, yeah. they don't. They, it's 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 left ambiguous in this one. But mm-hmm. yeah, Nubbins and Drayton are, and and, and Leatherface are all brothers. So. Uh, a scene that we haven't hit on yet, but we need to. 
is uh, when I don't remember her name. Uh, the Sally? Girl, no, not uh, not Sally. The the girl who discovers the furniture of bones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole mm. sequence, like. Yeah. So at first I'm like, oh, that's a lot of bones, and then like it clicked for me, like, oh no, those that's furniture. Yeah, that's the Ed Gein bones. sequence, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it just like it just bothered me in We're the in a post game right world. The, yeah, I mean that's a real they know that's a real thing. I mean this yeah. movie. You know, this movie opens with a crawl that it yeah. imp- heavily implies that this movie is based on true story, and the true story is Ed Gein, right? And that sequence is probably the most Ed Gein. You know, you mm-hmm. have that 30 or 60 seconds of just yeah. looking in that room, zooming in on things like way uncomfortably close, which uh-huh. this movie does a lot to great effect. And I mean, it does it I in think the very it, beginning, too, to great effect. Ab- absolutely. Yeah. I think that that's partially why that sequence is so scary because surely this isn't the first time you've ever seen furniture made out of bones. You know, that's like a sure. Halloween trademark, yeah. you know? But the way that it's put together and you're already kind of in the frame of mind of it being on a true story and you know the story of Ed Gein, like, I think that's what makes it scarier because you kind of, even if you're not thinking about it, you know that someone actually did that. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the thing with Ed Gein too. Is like at like this movie is like if Ed Gein hadn't gotten caught after killing like I think Ed Gein only ended up killing like two people, and like yeah. he mostly just like robbed graves, which you know is still reprehensible and awful and terrible. And he, he he's a terrible human being, and he died in prison as he should have. Uh, yeah. But like uh, like he didn't do a lot, but like he did less than you think. Yes. He did. and yes exactly he did he did a lot less than you think that's that's a way nicer way of putting it that's a way more yeah but like but like this is like i mean even when we look at like there's like a bunch of fucking cars that they have like outback like like they've clearly been doing this for a minute and they've clearly been getting away with it for a minute like there is some like and then and then then you combine that with you see a a literal futon or a couch made out of bones like yeah it's like jeez a chair with armrests uh, literally arms yeah <laughs> i got a i got a kick out of that genuinely i yeah. saw that and laughed because it's like all right that's pretty funny well so it's funny that you say that, that you like i think that an element of this movie that gets lost in the shuffle is that it is kind of funny and it's supposed to be kind of funny in a really dark way and it's little things like that or like at the end of the dinner scene when grandpa's trying to hit her with the hammer and it, it takes like three minutes and <laughs> like it just goes on and on like, and on and like i don't know man it's that, just a little bit funny that i think it's supposed to be funny i i get the first bit but that second bit yeah. with him taking forever and just never that is so scary to me i agree i think it's i think it's both yeah. feelings at the same Let, time and i think that's what makes that really yeah. actually work and last the whole yeah time yeah. like that's the, the scariest bit of that movie is that dinner scene man like it's just like f- fuck like like yeah. so right let's can we talk about it can we talk so about let's it? just go let's talk it. about yeah. it so like all of sally's friends are dead uh she runs back to the gas station that we saw earlier in this movie she goes oh shit fucking the 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 guy who runs the gas station is is drayton sawyer it is the older brother 
So he captures her. She wakes up like tied down to a dinner table and they're all eating her friends. What that is implied to be her friends. Yep. And they bring down something. Oh, sorry. You were about to. And they bring down a corpse that she found the first time she ran through the house. She runs to the house for a second. Getting she gets chased by Leatherface and runs to the house. Uh, a corpse of Grandpa, but Grandpa ain't dead. He just looks like a corpse because they 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 give her a, they give him a little bit of her blood. He wakes right up and starts mm. doing a weird little jiggy dance. Yeah. Um, that and then they my like height of scare factor is just that it is. I, we are not going to, we cannot put words to justice to just how disgusting that scene is. Like, we can't. You have to see, (laughs) you just have to see it. It is so. So good. So gross. So. Or he's just like, he's just like, oh yeah. Yeah, It's so gross. I also love in that moment, the fulfillment of the uh, vampire references. Uh, there's like several points along the movie up until now where Franklin or other characters make Dracula jokes or vampire jokes, and um, I love that it all comes to a head in that yeah, in that moment. For sure. Grandpa actually actually drinks blood. It's it's like again, it's kind of funny, but it is is scary at the same time. It's uh, funny when you think about it too much. Yeah, yeah. When you're watching it, it's like it, you're not laughing at all. Yeah. But once you when you really think about it, it's like, okay, that's actually yeah. kind of silly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But uh, eventually, right, they 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 bend her over so that Grandpa can kill her the old-fashioned way that you'd kill a cattle with a hammer One to the head. One strike. Yeah. Uh, That's and, all it takes. He's and, the best. And Grandpa can't seem to hold get the hammer up. in his hand. <laughs> Get, yeah, get it up, right? <laughs> Although he, do, that's again, that's the, the part of this movie that like gives me the shudders every time is when he actually hits her the one time, and like you can see yeah. that her head's like the back of her head's bleeding. It's like Jesus Christ! And eventually, <laughs> that that it was a hammer. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah. She eventually breaks free, runs out the back window, and Nubbin the hitchhiker comes after with the straight razor and starts just slicing up her back. Yep. Um. But let's talk about that dinner scene. Yeah, let's just let, let's just like get let's just get all into that. I I I have I have dropped all of the relevant info. Let's talk about the details. When she just starts screaming, as as one should, frankly, in that scene yeah. and in that sequence, yeah. and they start howling. It is yeah. that to me is where they blend the horror and comedy in a perfect way because it Mm. is it is kind of hilarious to just see these two fucked up dudes howling at the moon but like the context of it just is so demoralizing because she can't do a damn thing and she just continues to scream and they continue to howl and then just laugh in her face it's it it i think what this movie does well is it it gives the audience that perspective of hopelessness in a way that is is different than other films, I think. Because, I mean, you're right. She's watching them eat her friends blatantly. Like, you're, she's, she's definitely put that one and two together at this point. And we're just, we the audience are just as, as, as hopeless as she is at this point. And I think it's, it's just, it's so, so disgusting. You, you use the word howl. 
and you brought up you brought up the vampire Dracula thing. It's making me realize something that maybe other people have noticed before, but uh, I'm noticing right now for the first time, having seen this movie many times, is this movie really by this point is being like is, is kind of almost weirdly poking fun at old horror movies, especially like old monster movies, and being like the real monsters are other human beings. Because Leatherface is kind of like a Frankenstein, right? Them all howling as like the werewolf. Grandpa's kind of like Dracula. Like there is this like, but they're all just dudes, right? Like, yeah. like even even Nubbins has that weird like kind of Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. Like I'm friendly, and now I'm gonna cut you. Like kind of thing. <laughs> like yeah. Like there, it's it's like the real monsters are people. Like is mm-hmm. is and like there's that weird aspect to it that like it just when you mentioned howling, it was like oh wow yeah that's huh. I wonder if that was a point. Like no, for sure. Yeah. And, and like even on that token, I mean, I think that one of the things that you start seeing a lot after this movie, uh, and it takes a little while, but is this element of, you know, people being, like, the real monsters, you know? Um, Before this, in in old horror, uh, monsters were the monsters. (laughs) You didn't usually have, you know, person as a monster. You know, there wasn't, for every Norman Bates, you know, there was a hundred actual monsters. Giant ants. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I love that, but I do think that there is a noticeable shift kind of after this point, where even even when you have somebody like, uh michael myers who is like the personification of evil like he's still a man you know and uh you see that a lot more uh from here and i think that this this movie is kind of an interesting uh transition point with that with that in mind i think no i agree i agree yeah um but yeah dude that, that this scene just it is it's a lot (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I mean, all she's screaming for like five straight minutes. Yeah. Close-ups on her mouth as she's screaming. Close-ups on her eyes, and like, I think what like oh her eyes God, are such a, are oh so brightly colored against like the dimness of the rest of the room and the horror that's everywhere. And uh, Alan mentioned it. Bobby mentioned it. They're clearly eating her friend, but like the word cannibal is never used. Nope. They never say that they're eating people. You're forced to put, put the puzzle there, together yeah. on your own. And you kind of have no choice but to do it because it's so obvious, but they refuse to tell you. And <laughs> the genius of this movie is they never give you anything. They yeah. they just give you enough to go, now you tell me what it is, motherfucker. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah. but I don't want to. I don't want to tell you what it is. <laughs> this movie yeah. is, is, is the kid kicking and screaming, not wanting to get a mm-hmm. shot. Yeah. You know it's going to happen. You know how it's going to be, but you're just going to refuse to do it, damn it. I know I'll get a sucker at the end of this, but I don't want to. <laughs> is it even worth it? No. You have to wonder. Yeah. <laughs> you can get, for for like a dollar, I can get like a 30-pack. <laughs> Why do I have to get this damn shot? This is bullshit. Yeah. Oh, man. Um... So after the dinner scene, right, we get a second chase sequence yes. with Leatherface and Sally um, and Nubbins. Uh, a great short chase. I think that the chase in the forest is one of the best chase scenes in all of slasher history. Yeah. 
Um, but uh, that that last chase sequence, right? She escapes the dinner scene, jumps out the window, and runs away. The second time, true. <laughs> and that sort of becomes from there until the end. Uh, one of the most remembered in like the cultural consciousness parts I, of I've the seen whole movie. this ending scene before I had seen yeah. this movie. I think more people have seen the ending, the the last shot of this movie than have ever oh, watched the whole I mean, thing. Th- it's, it's iconic. Crazy. <laughs> it's yeah. that and the scene where uh, she's walking up to the building for to, to the house for the first time. Yeah, yeah, the, sure. the other girl, I agree not Sally. That. Yeah. Um, how do we feel about? that final like chase sequence how do we feel about um the way that sally escapes you know the demise of some of the sawyer family um, of nubbins baby yeah nubbins get hit <laughs> by a truck yeah for real he gets exploded by a that truck, truck a that way. that truck driver is a the, he is the mvp but he also but we also never know what happens to him he just runs yeah yeah he just gets out of there he he i'm forced to assume he survives he, because he was he did everything right yeah yeah <laughs> he followed the rules to a t kills, oh there's there's bullshit i'm out kills nubbins gets her in the car sees leatherface throws a wrench at him and just fucking bolts like chad move if we're being honest uh, I love like <laughs> the first and, and like the first instance of i of like one like the first movie breaks the stereotype that the black guy dies first. The black guy doesn't even die at all in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just gets the fuck out. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite parts of that, that very ending is between the truck, the truck driver and then the guy, the unseen guy yeah. who drives the pickup truck who picks up Sally. We have this sort of understated heroism from random people. Yeah that i feel really contrasts right the the viciousness of the random people yeah. that are the mm-hmm. the sawyers you know like in the beginning of the movie they pick up nubbins and that turns out to be a bad idea but then at the end of the movie that random guy you know he saves sally by just picking her up and the duality like of man like, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no I, I i never thought of it that way but yeah like it, it is really interesting to be like yeah, bad things can happen to to people if you do if you pick up hitchhikers, but also like be kind to your fellow man. Like there is this weird like you don't know who you're going to be saving. Like or it's it's almost like don't pick up hitchhikers, but if you see someone in distress, help them out. Like that 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 <laughs> yeah, there's a line. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost like they're 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 putting a caveat in their own message of being like, hey. Don't pick up random people on the side of the road unless they look like they're seriously in trouble. Like, then pick them yeah. up and help. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. Um, Alan, you've seen the ending of this movie, but this was your first time watching the whole movie. How did this final sequence change for you now that you had the rest of the movie in front of it? Given so, without the context of everything that had happened, that from what I'd seen of it, it always felt hollow because I had no idea what would what led to uh, final girl has ran away and has escaped. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think what helps sell it is like Sally is so perilous the entire time from like for like a half hour of this movie's runtime. 
She is screaming, running, and acting her ass off. Like, that I think is something that cannot be understated, is the acting that this actress did for that role, for that huge chunk of time, is insane. Um, And then when you compound that with just everything she goes through, and she gets away, and she cries and cries, and then starts to just laugh hysterically. It is beautiful. Because it's we we've talked about many times, you know, horror and comedy, horror and comedy. They they're 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 always together. They're inseparable in many ways, and I think she shows that beautifully when she when she escapes Leatherface and and is just riding into the sunset. But well, sunrise technically, but still the same. You know, better even. Yeah, yeah. On to now you got days. the whole day back. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> she can get a jog in, you know. Yeah, you know, get a quick little workout, you know. Yeah. Grab some breakfast. Yeah, have some. Oh, you're in Texas. Get some nice, like, some nice, like Tex-Mex food, barbecue. After, after oh, she, oh. in between, in between barbecue again. <laughs> in between hysterical laughter, she can go stop at a diner, get a nice cup of coffee. <laughs> Mourn oh, the yeah. death of her brother, <laughs> you know, and, all of and boyfriend and two best friends. Yeah, you know, yeah. Ha- have a, a mimosa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, a tequila sunrise. Come on. Yeah, Come yeah, on. That's, uh, yeah, yeah that, that's right. Yeah, te- yeah, that's fair. That's fair. After the evening she's had, she needs a good tequila sunrise. Yeah, she needs to step up that that yeah. that alcohol percentage. Uh, a delicious a Bloody Mary. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, that would be an ironic drink. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> um, there's one thing I kind of want to shout out from the dinner scene that I forgot yeah. about. Um, okay. So there's this whole sequence where the brothers are talking and the older brother, Drayden, right, it's the name, is saying he doesn't kill. He doesn't kill. He just gets yeah. people, he gets people killed, but he doesn't kill. He does the cooking. And he says right. to Sally, there are some things you gotta do, doesn't mean you gotta like it. And that is terrifying because it's yeah. it's someone who clearly uh, is not exactly firing on all cylinders and is justifying their actions in a way that you can understand, but it's still like, it still just feels so... He knows what he's doing is wrong, exactly. but he's still choosing to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I think that's what uh, makes him like probably the scariest of the three is because he has the full like he has full mental faculties basically Mm -hmm. he's making the immoral choice every time intentionally you can almost the other ones they're like almost like they're they're set up in such a way that they almost can't not make that choice nubbins you know he kind of sits on the edge well, like, so but. Nubbins, Nubbins, I, I know the actor was trying to, like, play off, like, schizophrenic, because I know he, like, I, yeah. I, I watched an interview with, with him, and he was saying, like, yeah, like, I had a schizophrenic, like, brother or cousin, and, I like, while he was never, like, a violent person, I was like, well, what if we took this to a violent tendency? So, like, he was like, he's a violent mm-hmm. schizophrenic, and then, like, we, we talked about... Uh, uh, we talked about Leatherface's ambiguous neurodivergency, right? Like... Yeah. So... Yeah, like, and then and then there's Drayton, who's just like, yeah, I'm just this is wrong. Yeah, but I but I love the meat. Like, <laughs> yeah. He hey man, he wins chili competitions. What what can we say? <laughs> that 
is true. Don't like that. <laughs> he wins chili competitions. What do you? What? 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 Yeah. what, what do That's you, canon, Alan. Yeah. That's canon. Hate he's that. a he, he's a Texas chili champion. Yep. Mm. <laughs> There's really nothing else to be said. He 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 runs a uh. He's got a he's got a he's got a he's got a food truck. Yep. Yeah. A chili truck. Yeah. <laughs> Just drives them to yeah. every local county's chili competition. Wins, yeah. leaves. <laughs> that's a uh, that's uh, refuses right? refuses to elaborate. Yeah. <laughs> he's got to do it, you know. Doesn't yeah. mean he's got to like yeah. it, but he's got to no. do it. That's right. Um, but hey, Bobby said it, and I don't have anything else to say. How about we rate this bad boy? Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go first. I think, uh, oh, you know what though? Hey, we rate movies zero out of five with half points allowed. So anywhere from a four, 4.5, etc., is totally valid. Um, <clears throat> with that in mind, I'm going to just go ahead and give this movie a five out of five. I think surprising no one. Uh, we didn't really say anything bad about it the entire time. I don't have anything bad to say about it. I think that this is one of the best horror movies of all time. Uh, it's still scary no matter how many times I watch it. And it is effective at everything it sets out to do. I think it's the one of the most uh, perfect five out of fives that there could be. Bobby. Take it away. No, Alan, you go. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am also at a five out of five. Um, there it is. It was. <laughs> I watch so this movie. I had just a phenomenal time watching it, and I don't say that lightly. Um, oftentimes, like when I'm watching movies for the show, I'll have to like go and do things like i'll have to stop and it sucks this movie didn't that didn't happen here all right i was locked in the whole duration it just captivated me um because i was expecting one thing and was given something entirely different and it wasn't like i had high expectations without having any expectations if that makes any sense it's a very yep. strange place to be in because, like, I know in my head, like, this is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, this is lauded as one of the greatest of all time. So I knew that going in. It's hard not to know that, even if you haven't seen the movie before. But I didn't know what the movie was as a whole. I just really didn't. And it thoroughly surprised me and made me go, huh, maybe there's aspects of horror movies that... Or other movies that I need to give a chance. Like, that's kind of what this movie's done for me. Is maybe go, there's there's things I probably would have otherwise never watched that I probably should. So, five out of five. Pretty easy five out of five. Bobby. It's rare for a movie this influential, this... Um, trend setting. This just starter of a movie to be 
this both technically and artistically good. Um, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is um, a beautifully macabre movie. It is fantastic. The entirety, right? There are there are a couple movies in this entire genre of film that um, have created modern horror, and this is one of them. Um, so much so that I am willing to break our own scoring system and give this a six out of five. This movie is beyond reproach. You can't, you can't, you can't beat this one. It is not my favorite horror movie. I want to make that clear, but it is. Yeah, I agree. With it that. is <laughs> the perfect horror movie. It's a, yeah. it, so it is a six out of five. I love that. Yeah. I can't even disagree because like, I think it's got a little bit of something for everybody. No matter what kind of horror fan you are, yeah. it's here. Oh man. Bobby breaking well, the scale. It had to happen one day. Yeah, yeah, it took it took us it took us thirty five episodes. It, not even a lot. Not even a lot. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, I I almost didn't do it, but it's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I had to do it for this one. I won't even do it for for movies that I consider my favorite horror movie. Right? Like when when we yeah. when we eventually do Evil Dead Two, I'm not gonna give that a six out of five. I'm going to give it a 5 out of 5, spoiler warning, but yeah. <laughs> For whatever we do, Horror Comedy Monthly, no. this year, oh, there's no. Bobby's score in advance. No. Allen Island all month. Oh, man. Big time. Yeah, honestly. I'm going um, to yell anyway, at you a lot. It's going to be a rough month. That's going to be a contentious month for Alan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Um, Gore month will be a contentious month for me, so yeah. True. So moving on to our next little bit here uh if you've listened this far you probably can g- go ahead and guess on the answers but if you're skipping ahead uh this is where we talk about if the movie is essential to horror or not uh completely spoiler free and uh if you did skip forward these our scores were a five out of five from me a five out of five from alan and a six out of five from bobby um uh, is this movie essential gentlemen going in a completely different order alan why don't you start us off this is your first time watching it if you skipped ahead alan watched it for the first time for this episode me and bobby have seen it several times and that's why we're starting with alan so it's rare that (laughs) out the gate with the essential part of the show that i just go i want to spoil everything here like i don't (laughs) often have that problem because, you know, it's pretty easy to kind of codify my thoughts and, and kind of explain them in a way that doesn't spoil anything. But it's almost harder to do that here. And I think that's because of how important this movie probably is to horror. Um, mm-hmm. You want It's not that you want to spoil it to, to explain, like, why it's essential, because it is. Um, but you want, to, you want to explain it because you want to, like, go into detail, like, these are the cool things that make it essential. It, it's like, mm-hmm. I'm real excited. I want to talk about it. I mean, we just had a whole discussion about it. You could have listened. You skipped here. You could have listened to it. Maybe you did listen to it. I'm glad Almost you did. Almost everybody listened to that bit. It, they should. It's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> but, yeah. like, every part of me just wants to go into all the details. But I can't because the way our show is structured. But all that is to say this is probably one of the most important movies uh, in horror. 
And it earns that in spades. So yes, it is absolutely essential. Nice. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, just off the bat, agree. Uh, of course, it's essential. Um, everything that Alan said is totally true. It's, it is one of the most influential horror movies of the last, I mean, it's been almost 50 years. Um, and it's crazy to think about this movie being that old because it, when you watch it, it doesn't feel like it's that old, but it, but it is, you know, it feels so much more modern than it actually is. And it has little pieces in it for every fan of horror. It's beautifully macabre. It's shot wonderfully. The sound design is A+. Plus. Um, and it is, on top of that, like, it's violent in ways that you don't expect. And it's horrifying in more ways than you think it's going to be. Um, if you haven't seen it, you really, really should. And if you have seen it, then you totally know what we're talking about. <laughs> of course, it's essential. If you skip to this point, and, and you, because you, you didn't want this movie spoiled for you, you just want to listen to the episode, stop what you're doing. Stop what you're doing right now and go go get a free month of Shutter, or go find it somewhere or pay for it you should pay for it because this movie deserves to be and go watch this movie right now um this movie i i the historian in me likes to break things up into eras and um i believe that there was an era of horror that was very much like monster movies and like you know thrillers and that kind of macabre stuff this offset the modern era of horror the 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 that you could argue that we are currently in or that we are currently leaving if you're like me and believe like this whole elevated horror thing is just a new era of horror kind of becoming its own thing again that that we've run out of ideas that spawned out of the texas chainsaw massacre right this movie is beyond reproach it is be it's so good and if you're still listening to me and you haven't watched this movie stop go watch it right now <laughs> it's essential it's beyond essential yeah alan uh it looks like you have something to add so i was curious uh because yeah. you know this movie we've talked about it it's essential I was really hoping that I would do this Google search and prove to be right, but I was wrong. Uh, I was curious if it was enshrined in the Library of Congress, because you brought up the historian point, Bobby. And this, to me, seems like a pretty good example of a movie that should be. Um, you know, it's not... It, and horror movies will never be enshrined in the Oh, Library there's of a few in there. The Shining like is what? in there. Silence of okay. the Lambs. Jaws. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Halloween. As it should be. Rocky Horror Picture sure. Show is not a That's, horror movie. Look, man, this is this is what Screen Rant's got. It's got horror, horror in the names, all right? <laughs> the Exorcist. Well, of course that's in, you know. And then, like, it, every one of the, I mean, the, the classic, you know, Dracula, Frankenstein, King Kong, Bride of Frank. Like, these are all within there, too. But this, to me, is one that probably needs to be thrown in there, I would say. Yeah. I mean, I think that... This is an added layer. You know, I mean, horror is one one of the foundational genres of film. I mean, and and 
there should be more in there and there just isn't and the reasons yeah. for that are vast and the excuses are not good enough <laughs> <laughs> but hey tell him again tell him again <laughs> speaking of the library of congress what have you guys been up to where are your handles <laughs> bobby kick us off yeah i would love to uh you can find me at twitch.tv slash the red weenie all of my relevant socials are linked there i am doing nothing relevant right now because in 23 days i will be marrying my betrothed producer mallory oh, yeah. who runs our instagram page uh what you cannot see just out of frame is literally boxes and boxes of DIY decorations that we have put together. Um, and that is how I've been spending most of my time uh, that has not been on work or the few hours a week I get to play Destiny, which I do and I enjoy. Uh uh, after the wedding, you'll see me streaming all sorts of content. I'll probably stream Pokemon. I'll probably stream Elden, w- Elden Ring. And I'll probably stream a lot of Destiny. Because um, my goal my goal post-wedding is to try my best to stay up to date so that when we hit rate so that i am not the reason why we do we don't do world first when raid time comes up but but bobby you could be like me and be dragging the group down in see, destiny don't you want to that'll be, like be the see i i want them to blame you actually and not me <laughs> oh i'm gonna get hit <laughs> hard yeah I, the plan is oh, to have man. you be the blame and not me or have me be close enough for like if you were if you weren't so far back that you guys could have just pulled me through it yeah yeah so, but it's yeah time so that pass that blame on yeah <laughs> but yeah that that's what i've been up to really excited for those games really excited for uh i can't lie i'm not excited at all for the new texas chainsaw movie i watched the trailer out of the three of us i'm the only one who has that move that movie looks like it's gonna be a dog shit and uh you know we're gonna review it so yep. hey texas chainsaw <laughs> texas chainsaw massacre 2022 uh netflix pay me money and i swear to god i will show for you hard <laughs> <laughs> five out of five wow just as good as the original <laughs> <laughs> oh man well hey uh you can find me anywhere at Corbangarang. i'm uh pretty active on twitter and sometimes on instagram uh, you can find me talking about Destiny and Halo and games and movies at large. Uh, sometimes I tweet about my hobby streak, which I promise I haven't broken, but I always forget to tweet about. Um, on the side, I have been doing that, building, painting, playing Warhammer, which I absolutely love. Um, I have been uh, reading, finally, the first book in the Horus Heresy. If you're into Warhammer, you know what that means and it's cool yeah (laughs) it is pretty actually pretty good (laughs) and then i have been playing and i'm sure alan will mention this as well pokemon legends uh arceus or arceus arceus it's god it's pokemon god dude pay attention that i know i always thought it was arceus and then i thought i heard them say arceus in the tv show and i was like maybe i'm just wrong No, they say correct. it wrong but it sounds so they say it wrong okay, they say it you. wrong in the show <laughs> yeah right 
so that i've been playing that i'm about only about three hours in it's like surprisingly good i don't know i had high expectations but so far it's very very enjoyable um there are some little things that i would nitpick it's certainly not a five but i do like it a lot um but hey that's me alan you can find me at a seal hunter just about anywhere where you can see me tweet that I got the Bloodborne Platinum just last week. Uh, working my way towards getting the Sekiro Platinum. Uh, I'm, I, I have this strange fascination of platinuming the From Software games because I love them. So I'm eventually going to get all of them. That's going to take a lot of time, though. Um, I have mostly been playing Pokemon Legends Arceus and... When I say this is the Pokemon game that, like, your brain filled the blanks in for, that, I think, is the best way to describe this game. Like, this is the game you thought... This is the game your imagination made you play when you played Pokemon Red in 1998 when you were six Oh, man, I can't wait to get (laughs) a Mankey. I don't know if Mankey's in the game. I haven't seen any Mankey. I have not seen a Well, this game's trash, garbage tier... (laughs) I told you it wasn't a five. I told you. <laughs> it's It has its own problems. For example, there's no online battling, which I didn't know until like two days ago, which bothers me a lot because I love the online battling in Pokemon. But uh, that's mostly what I've been doing is that. And I shoveled my damn driveway before this podcast because we live in the Midwest and we just all got slammed with like a foot and a half of snow. It was great. <laughs> Imagine not having a snowblower. <laughs> could be me couldn't be did man. that manually yeah. <laughs> corbin where can we find the podcast oh you can find the podcast anywhere at essential scares we're super active on twitter instagram and facebook and uh we'd love it if you joined the discord which is linked everywhere um we're active on there as well we love talking about music and movies come join come say hi let us know um on that topic, if you liked the show, let us know. Tell us what you liked about the show. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Let them know. It's all about just telling people things. It's a podcast. That's what it's all about. Um, <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Next week, we're going to be discussing the original Wrong Turn. Thank you to Alan and Bobby for being on the show this week. And uh, I have been Corbin, and this has been Essential Scares. Pull that breakdown, baby.